This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You make me feel, you make me feel, you make me feel like a natural beauty. Yes, honey. Can you believe I haven't done that as a cover for Natch Butte yet? I'm absolutely appalled at myself because I only changed one word. It was the easiest cover I've done, but still effective. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Natch Butte. Welcome to Natch Butte, the beauty comedy podcast where we laugh, we cry, and we cream. Welcome. You look beautiful today. Yes, I can see you. And yes, you should be alarmed by that. I am your host and your guy, Jackie J, also known as the Beauty Talk Shock Jock, your queen of creams, your host with the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, your kooky southern aunt. Welcome to Natch Butte. Yes, I'm an over 30 niche influencer, but today my guest is actually a Forbes 30 under 30, sweetie, okay? So, over 30 niche influencer, Forbes 30 under 30 for science in 2022. Keep up, sweetie. We've all got something exciting going on. I am so thrilled to chat with my guest today. So many accolades, a decorated person. Let me just go down some of these. A molecular biologist. I think the first one I've ever had on Attribute, fair to say. And a science educator. A lyricist spitting some hot bars all about science. An unapologetic fashionista, a crocheting queen, a new dog mom, and the dog is here. And I am very excited about the dog. We are going to talk about the dog. I'm very excited and thrilled to chat today with somebody very exquisite and exciting, Dr. Raven Baxter, also known as... Raven, the science maven. Raven, welcome to Natribute. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on, Jackie. I'm I'm so pumped to be here. And you did an amazing cover. Like, you got some pipes. Oh, thank you. You know how it is in L.A. Everyone has 10 talents. Yeah. Nobody moves here with one. We we all have to pay the bills. We have 20 different... I mean, look at you. You got a fashion line. You got. There's a lot going on, Raven. Has anyone ever sang your name to the Bill Nye song like I just did? They have, yeah. yes. They have. I'm unoriginal, I know. But I had to do it. I had yeah. to do it. I appreciate the nod to, to Uncle Bill. Okay, I'm glad you're a fan. He's kind of a daddy, though, right? Like, I... I mean, he could be, he could be a dad, you know? I just feel like a few years ago, I heard he was single, and part of me was like, 
do I want to be Mrs. Bill Nye? Because I feel like I might be able to make that happen. Oh, you mean a zaddy. A zaddy, yes. Oh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Too, yeah, too close to home, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's giving forbidden. <laughs> yes, I hear that. That's why I asked, Raven. I needed your thoughts. Welcome to Nash Beat Raven. I am so thrilled to discuss all things with you. But first, I must get to the warm-up questions. I ask every guest on Nash Beat these questions. The first is, what type of skin do you have? I have, it depends on the time of the year. Generally, I have oily skin. I have a natural glow. Mm-hmm. However, in like when the seasons change, I start to get some dry patches. Seasonal allergies usually manifest in my skin. So usually oily, sometimes dry, but normally oily. We love, we love a combo. Okay, the next warm-up question. Take me back, Raven. Perhaps you were a young teen, a young woman. What was the first beauty product that you remember using or buying? Do you remember? Yes, I remember being obsessed, obsessed with Britney Spears' Curious Fragrance. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you feeling it? Remember the commercial? Yes. It was like, once upon a time, there was a girl and there was a boy. I don't remember it all, but do you remember? Yes. Yes. And you had to have it. And it smelled amazing. Like, even right now, I'm like, oh, I should, you know, look that up and just see if I can grab it and throw it in my collection just to have it. Because it's, I feel like it's a timeless scent. That you know and J-Lo live. Glow by love. J-Lo! Yeah, glow. Yes. That, that what was I was going to say is I actually never bought the Britney, but I did buy Glow by J-Lo. And it was so good. It was really good. Yes. I'm going to get that one, too. Yes, I bet they're on eBay. They better be. Yeah, I bet they we are. I. I tried to find Gap Grass a few years ago. What? Who made? What? Do you remember Gap? So Gap had, I want to say they had four. They had Gap Grass, Gap Ocean. I don't even remember, but Gap Grass Mm. was lit. It literally smelled like the grass outside. That is lit. But anyway, I tried to find it. Sugar my seasonal allergy. Your face would immediately dry up from the smell. Okay, Raven, this is a bonus warm-up question that I only am giving to you. I saw that you like to wordle. What is your wordle starter word? Raven. Oh, cute. Ah. They did Robin the other day. Robin was one of them. That's my mom's name. So, like, (gasps) yeah, it was like I did my name, and then I did my mom's name. I was like, that's it. I respect that. It felt like a nod. Wordle's personal nod to me and my family. Yes, I love that. Mine is opera, and I'm sharing that because I want everyone to have it because it's been really serving me lately. So to take that information, it, how you will, everyone, opera is a great Wordle starter word. It gets rid of three vowels instantly. And Raven does too. Raven, you got the A and the E. That's Those are big. Yeah, I've seen people do audio. Mm-hmm. Um and adieu. Oh, you know. Oh man, you we're know? getting fancy. Okay, yeah. Maybe we should put yeah. that beret filter back on and just go yeah. French. Yeah, <laughs> Raven and I that. both have zoom filters on. I have the one. What do we? What is this? A magnolia? I have a flower on my head. 
it hold on it looks like a hydrangea a hydrangea it's a hydrangea thank you i asked the scientist about the flora and fauna and of course you can identify well, it thank you for i've that. killed i've killed enough plants <laughs> to know uh what plants i've killed i got excellent an record excellent i'm killing a tree slowly right now and it's very <laughs> sad not not on purpose it's really horrible okay my last warm-up question raven this is Natch Butte. We celebrate our natural beauty, as you heard me sing. What is the most beautiful thing about you? Ooh. I like my smile. Yes. I feel like beauty comes from within. And I feel like if I'm smiling, then my inner beauty is showing. And then I also like the way my smile looks on top of that. So, yeah. We love a good smile. I actually have a dentist on uh, an attribute this week. Nice. Because I love teeth. I could talk about teeth all day. Okay. What's your favorite teeth thing? Hmm. I just love to Google celebrities teeth. (laughs) You know, I just like to see what they're up to. Yeah. That's it. Really? I just, did you have braces? Were you born with those beautiful teeth? I did have braces, but I didn't really need them. I just wanted them because everybody else had them. My mom was like, all right. Mom understood. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think they did something for me. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I actually needed them. (laughs) It was a moment. But it all worked out. Check them out. Lovely. We're doing our best, Raven. Okay, let's enough about teeth. Let's talk about you. When you were growing up, you were putting on your Britney Spears perfume. What did you think you were going to be doing for a living? Did you know I'm going to be a molecular biologist? When did you discover or develop a passion or a knowledge in this field? Was it something that was early or did it come late to you? Molecular biology specifically? No, I didn't even know that was a field when I was a kid. I loved science, but... Molecular biology got to just by diving down the science rabbit hole. Like you're, when I was a kid, I was just curious about everything. Wanted to know about the sky, clouds, plants, animals, rocks, ocean, Mm -hmm. everything. And then you start to dig into questions that you're super interested in. And you go down these rabbit holes. You find out what you like, what you love, what you don't like, what you can live without. And molecular biology just ended up being my jam. Like it's something about, figuring out how things work when you can't see them. Like we can't see molecules, but yet we know so much about them. We have ways of studying them and molecules help. They're what build humans and all living things and they keep us alive. So it's these important things that keep us alive. We can't see them, but there's just so much to learn. And so that's just, that's where I live. I live in molecular bio world. That is a perfect transition to my next question. As an unemployed actor, my day-to-day job is pretty standard. I get up, I brush my teeth, I look at Instagram, you know, what? What is the day-to-day life of a molecular biologist like? I'm so curious. Yeah, it looks different for everyone. Like, there's different kinds of work that you can do in molecular bio. Right now, I work as a science communicator. So I communicate my technical expertise in like current events and current science news to the public and I make it fun and engaging. But before I did this, I worked in a lab, which mm-hmm. I'm sure is what people generally think of when they think about 
a scientist. They're like, somebody's in the lab doing something with some test tubes. And that's very much true. <laughs> yeah. But I was doing cell and molecular biology. And so I was working with human cells to run different tests, to test different drugs that help to treat or cure different diseases, such as cancer or Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's, all the various types of cancer, I should say, because there's not there's more than one type, obviously. And yeah, but the work looks different. I think for a day-to-day thing, you come in early in the morning, you have your experiments planned because experiments have steps. You got to know what time I'm going to do this, when that's going to end, when do I need to do that, mix this together, get this ready. And you kind of just go with your plan all day. And hopefully if nothing goes wrong, you go home on time before the sun goes down, eat your dinner and then (laughs) get up and do it again the next day. But it's fun. Like I think of working in the lab as cooking in the kitchen mm-hmm. where you're mixing things together. You're, you have a final product, a finished product, which could be data like on a graph or something changes a color, which means something, or you make a chemical compound and you're working with teams. It's like teams cooking in the kitchen. Cause you might make something and hand it off to the chemist and they do something with it. Like you, I don't know. It's, or you hand something off to the computer scientist because we work with robots and you have to, somebody's got to teach the robots how to do our experiments. So it's like all this stuff is going on and I think it's so cool. Oh man, I have 50 follow-up questions just based on what you said. <laughs> I'll try to streamline. Number one, when you go into the lab, are you wearing like a little lab coat, like a little Dexter's laboratory kind of moment or can you just wear whatever you want? When So when you're... When you are in the laboratory, you have to wear a lab coat. Okay. You have to wear um, PPE, which we all know what PPE is now. Before, I don't think anybody really knew what that word was or abbreviation, but we need a lab coat, gloves, goggles, closed-toed shoes, no skin out, because if you spill acid on, on your leg because you're trying to be cute and show your leg, right? you're done. You, your yeah. leg is gone. But yeah, outside of the lab, we have usually offices and you don't, you're not supposed to wear a lab coat outside of the lab because there's gross stuff. Like I used to be working with E. coli. So Ooh. why would I be walking around with my E. coli covered lab coat? You no, know what I mean? nobody needs that. Yeah. So I always say if you see someone outside of a lab with a lab coat on, they're nasty. <laughs> you don't know what Word to the wise. Coat. Yes. Everybody <laughs> clock that. If you go on a Tinder date and the guy shows up in a lab coat, maybe run. Run. Yeah. Okay, good to know. I did want to ask you something about the robots. How human-like are they? Is it something we need to be worried about? Or are they oh, look like robots? I've seen a lot I've of movies, with? Raven. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, robots help humans do their jobs better, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. So, we use robots to do something called high-throughput drug discovery, which means that we do something called machine learning. We teach robots what to look for in our experiments. We teach them how to run some of the experiments and the robots are capable of doing it at a thousand times the pace that a human could do it. And so what that means is when we're doing drug discovery, that's a thousand times faster that we can test certain drugs against different cancers and a thousand times faster that we can develop answers to some of these questions. We have robots that are helping us make vaccines by helping to process some of the data behind the structure of viruses. We have robots that are doing surgery, like people are training in how to do robotic cancer surgery. 
And robots, they help us. They can seem scary, especially when we see those videos of the humanoid type robots. But I am pro-robot. You're pro-robot. Good to know. That means I am as well. Do the (laughs) robots have to wear lab coats? My last question. You know what? That's a good question. I see. I like clothes. Any mm-hmm. any excuse to to put clothes on? I have my dog here. I bought him outfits. Mm-hmm. I, I'll buy a robot, a cute stiletto. Yes. You know what I mean? Cute glittery. Let's put lab coats on the robots. Why not? Yes. Okay. Good to know. We love a festive robot around here. Yeah. We love Raven. I know you've done some work with Olay. You've partnered with Olay. Because this is Nash Butte. I love to intertwine beauty and comedy. You love to intertwine science and comedy, science and entertainment. In your expertise, how, and yes, we're going to talk about Olay, but how do beauty and science worlds intertwine? Is that something that in, in your field happens often? Yeah, in so many different dimensions, right? There are so many careers in cosmetic sciences alone that serve like a number of different fields and then even the other dimension of that the social aspect of beauty in science being able to be identify as a woman in STEM and how I express myself in my field and how I present myself as far as clothing makeup hair um, is a huge part of my identity and I feel like on my platform I really want people to embrace the skin that they're in and mm-hmm. their unapologetic self and showing up as they are authentically in STEM. So beauty in STEM, there's so many places for it, even career-wise, but also just philosophically, there are so many places for it. STEM is beautiful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I just want to define STEM in case somebody doesn't know what it is. <laughs> it stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, mathematics so this is a field a general field because i'll be honest i didn't know what that meant for a good amount of time again unemployed actor raven okay we have very different skill sets you and i so this is important so can you tell us a little bit about your partnership with olay yeah i'm super excited to partner with olay they're committed to face the stem gap by helping to double the number of women in STEM and triple the number of women of color in STEM by 2030. So that's really exciting. I, you know, in my experience as a woman in STEM, there are women in STEM. For me, I think that there needs to be more spaces for women in STEM, Mm -hmm. especially in leadership. And I'm hoping that, especially through Olay's mentorship initiatives, that we'll be able to promote leadership in STEM when I was working in the lab, women were doing a lot of the junior work. There's different levels to being a scientist in certain companies. So you're a research scientist, and then you're a research scientist two, then three, and then you're a senior scientist one, then two, then three. And then there's the head of the lab. And the women would always be at that bottom layer. We'd be doing the grunt work in the lab, we're pipetting and stuff. And then above us would be male supervisors and bosses and they would be telling us what to do and you know there just wasn't gender equality there as far as representation and leadership and so I would love to see more women represented in higher um, levels of leadership in STEM 
yeah. Very cool. Oh, yeah. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, yeah. Now I want to talk to you a little bit about your specific work because I am so impressed with, as I mentioned at the top, the bars you spit. <laughs> you have a couple different videos that I enjoy. The first one that I want to discuss is the Antibody Yachty song. Now, I love Megan the Stallion. I am also a Texas girl. I'm also a tall girl. I think she is such a refreshing, exciting artist. I get so hyped up listening to her. I think she needs to buy your version from you and make it the <laughs> official song because we need this right now. So can you tell us, I don't want to give it away, but everyone needs to look it up, but tell us about the antibody yaddy 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 song. Yeah, the vaccines were in the process. I believe at that time they were in the process of being rolled out. Mm-hmm. And people were hesitant and all of this new language about antibodies and vaccines and immunity and all of these things were coming out into public conversation. And those are terms you've probably used for a long time in your work, but the layman, we all were like, what the fuck is an antibody? Yeah. In molecular biology, we use antibodies as tools for research and that's a whole other conversation. So yeah, I antibodies are like pencils and paper to molecular biologists but for the general public they're like what is this yeah is it good is it bad do we (laughs) want them do we not yeah exactly and i thought i wanted to help shape the conversation by just offering some type of knowledge some type of things that get people familiarized with the language and get them up dancing and make it a positive thing like yeah Okay, I know COVID is scary. Yes, vaccines for a new virus that we are just now learning about can seem scary, but scientists have been working really hard on the foundation for these vaccines for a long time. And now we have a purpose to use it. And this is the language that we're going to use to talk about this stuff. And that's how the Antibody Yaddy song came out. I love Megan Thee Stallion. And when she put body yaddy yaddy out, like, I think the next day I had the song written. I'm like, all right, I'm ready. Yes. (laughs) Don't you think, don't you think she should change it to the antibody yaddy? Obviously giving you a cut, but I just feel like it would make a really big impact. You're not the first person to say that. Like a lot of people are saying, I don't even know the original song. (laughs) And when I, they they said when they heard Megan's version, they didn't know. Like they thought that she had ripped me. She ripped you off. Yeah. That is not how this happened. All credit well, to Megan for if inspiration. Anything, maybe we could get you to go on stage during the tour and just do a duet of some kind. I Listen, mean, something. I will shake, uh, shake some, some meat. You yes. know, I will rap. I will do science. Whatever Megan wants, I'm yes. there. Okay, I'm gonna manifest that for us. So, Raven, are antibodies important? Do we all need to worry, or not worry, do we all need to be 
aware of antibodies. Yeah. I mean, antibodies are an integral part of our immune system. They help to protect us from different disease-causing organisms, even parasites, like even Mm -hmm. parasites. And for people who are pregnant, we can pass our antibodies to our unborn children. Knowledge about antibodies, knowledge about our immune systems, and just knowledge about our bodies in general is really important for our own health, but also just for general knowledge so we can make the best decisions for ourselves. Yeah. I hear that. I'm pregnant. Did you know that? You're pregnant? Yeah. You want to see? Hey! Yeah! Hello, baby! Wow! It doesn't look that big on the Zoom, but I'm getting big. Yesterday, I I was in my office working, and then at night, I came out, and my husband goes, you're even bigger than you were this morning! (laughs) Dang! I'm starting to really grow, but it's exciting. I got my COVID booster... In December, when I started my second trimester, and I was like, I passed those antibody yada yadis right in there. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk to you about the wipe your wipe it down video. This is an original. Yes. yes. This is not a cover. That technically it is. Okay. The original song is called Wipe me down it's by Lil boozy and fox a million and so there you go i just revealed myself i'm unaware of Lil boozy's songbook and that is on me raven so i'm gonna have to do some research as a southerner i'm I'm humiliated (laughs) i'm humiliated give me like a mom pass okay i'm like oh oh, i don't know what are you kids listening to the song came out in like early 2000s okay i'm humiliated yeah Oh. No, I deserve that. I'm humiliated. I'm humiliated. Uh, maybe I'll edit that out. It's my show. I want to look good. I own it. I'm going to look it up. Okay, so it's not an original song. No. It, when the song comes on, that's the vibe. Yes. It's definitely a vibe. And I made Wipe It Down right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yes, when you know, we were all wiping everything. Wiping everything down. The conversation was not really about wearing a mask, even though people were doing that in other places. We weren't quite on that yet. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted people to stay safe. I'm like, okay, I made it while I was living in New York. We were one of the first major cities to get shut down and everyone's freaking out. And I'm like, I got to help people calm down. I'm like, okay, just let's wash our hands, yep. wash our bodies, just wipe everything down, keep everything disinfected, stay away from each other, stay at home, social distance. And Let's do all this while the scientists are hard at work working on the vaccines so that we can get them and get out of this pandemic. Yes. And we're still in it. But you know what? I have faith that things are going to work out in the end. I would love an expert, an expert opinion. Please tell people how to properly wash their hands because I feel and I still see it. People are not doing it right. I've been a major hand washer for years and years. I've always preached this on Natribute, even before the pandemic. Can you, Raven, walk us through the actual technique? I'm sure in the lab you have to scrub yourself down like we see on ER when we see on Grey's Anatomy. Like we have to, How should we be really, truly cleansing ourselves properly? Okay, so this is great. As scientists, we practice something. If you're working in the lab or... 
really when germs are concerned, we use this technique called the sterile technique. So anybody who's doing like hands-on wet lab research is highly sensitive to germs and like where they are and what your hands are doing and how to keep things clean. So general rule is before, during, or after prepping food, mm-hmm. before and after you're eating food, if you're around somebody who's sick, wash your hands before and after interacting with them. In the bathroom, if you're using the restroom, after you blow your nose, handling pet foods, treats, touching garbage, changing diapers. So pretty much all the time. <laughs> yeah. I wash my hands 75 times a day, usually. Yeah. <laughs> but just be mindful of how germs spread and how people get sick. It's like you touch something with germs on it, and then you touch your eyes, your nose, or your mouth with unwashed hands. Or you eat food and you have unwashed hands. You blow your nose or you're coughing into your hands, but your hands are contaminated. So like now you're transferring all the germs into your openings and you get sick. My rule of thumb is I wet my hands, I put my soap on and I lather my hands for like at least 30 seconds. I like to sing happy birthday or like ABCs Mm -hmm. while I'm doing it. I just sit there, look cute in front of the mirror and then rinse, dry and go. Yeah. But that can really make a difference between you getting sick or you getting somebody else sick. You're saying if I just walked in and washed my hands for maybe five seconds, that isn't going to be enough. It's better than nothing. Yeah. I'm going to say better than nothing. But the longer you wash, the more opportunity that you'll have to kill those germs. Yes. Everybody out there, take a few extra seconds. Because, again, I've been observing people for years now. And I swear some people come out of the stall and they just wet their hands and they're off. That's nasty. It's na- It's straight up nasty, especially now. Yeah. So you it's heard it here, everybody. Rough. Maybe everybody could pick an attribute cover song to sing while they rinse their hands to help the time go by. I love that. Like I said, there's a bunch to choose from. And sing out loud and help advertise the show for me. That would be great. Okay, my next question. I have to ask you about Forbes because I, again, as an over 30 niche influencer, I have not been called. Forbes did not call me. They don't have a 40 under 40. So I have not gotten the call. When you were recognized by Forbes for your work in science education, tell me how that happened. Did you get a call from Mr. Forbes? Did you get an email? How did you get the news? And what did it mean to you? You know what? I think I've been working so hard, like getting on Forbes 30 under 30 list was definitely on my bucket list. I'll be 29 this year. Oh, she got in. Yeah, I was like, if I don't get it, it would have been okay. But it was definitely something I was hoping for. And so I was stoked, obviously, like when they reached out and let me know that I was nominated for this. I was super excited. Growing up, you hear these big names, Forbes, Fortune, and they just seem like these huge entities that are untouchable. And just to know that you can commit yourself to what you love and end up being a part of that among like other superstars who are also breaking ground in their own fields and setting trends or leading, it's incredible. And it really inspires me to show other people and like instill that energy into other people like you can do this too keep doing 
what you love to do. You may not get on Forbes or whatever. You may get on Forbes, but there is reward. Like you, whether it's like joy, inner peace, making other people happy, making yourself happy. It's worth pursuing what really makes you happy. Beautiful answer. I pursue happiness and Forbes didn't call me, but that's okay because I make people happy, Raven. Yeah. That's exciting. And again, if y'all do a if y'all do a special edition, 40 under 40, I'll be there. Okay. Y'all call me up, Forbes. That's exciting. Okay. I really want to ask you. So I'm looking at Zoom right now and it says my name says Jackie Johnson. And then we go over to Raven and it says Raven Baxter, PhD. Now, honey, <laughs> we love an educated woman. You recently got your PhD or you were in the PhD program? I literally just turned in my dissertation on oh, the second of this month. Yes. My goodness. So this is fresh. This what, is fresh, fresh. What a huge undertaking. I know that there are a lot of women and people listening to Nash View right now who have also pursued higher education. How did you take care of your damn self during this time? Because I understand, again, just from hearing about it, although my Bachelor of Science is on the wall right here. So I guess you could say I am a scientist as well. A film degree. I didn't get... I got a Bachelor of Arts. There you go. (laughs) So we're essentially equals in this field. We're colleagues. How did you take care of yourself during this time? Were you able to keep any kind of glamour? Or was this just all science all the time? Well, my glamour came from protecting my inner peace and learning Mm -hmm. when to say no. Mm -hmm. And being able to advocate for myself and preserve me. Not shave off so much of who I am just to fit into this academic mold of what academia should look like and how we should conduct ourselves and whatever I'm like I'm here to learn I'm here to get this degree Mm -hmm. I'm here to contribute to my field and that doesn't mean that I'm going to sacrifice who I am and who what I believe in to accomplish that and so anytime I felt uncomfortable or pressured and it made me feel bad I spoke up Um, And I encourage people around me to do things. Hey, if things don't seem right about your graduate experience, say something because we have to. And that's really how I did self-care during my grad program. And that's how I preserved my beauty because I would have been much more stressed out had I not been a self-advocate and my skin probably would have been much worse. (laughs) I think saying no is just as important as an eye cream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a very, very important life skill that a lot of us had to really work on. Yeah. So I love that. I think that's very powerful. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, yeah. Speaking of powerful. 
I love your Twitter. And a lot of other people do too. You have a big following on there. You have been recently tweeting a lot about long COVID. And I bring this up because this has affected my life as well. I don't have any long COVID symptoms, but my husband has been experiencing tinnitus. Mm -hmm. And it's been, yeah, really? It's been such a journey and watching him suffer and it's just been so hard. So I really wanted to discuss this briefly if you were comfortable, because I think this is important. Tell me a little bit about your journey with this. I know that you got COVID semi-recently. Yeah, I got COVID. I tested positive at the end of 2020, mm-hmm. mid-December, or not 2020. Sorry. Oh my God. 2021. Time is just gone. Time is gone. End yes, of 2021. So I was on that first Omicron in the U.S., just mm-hmm. on that wave. And yeah, I wasn't hospitalized for COVID. I had very strong flu symptoms, predominantly a strong fever really horrible body chills, aches, super dehydrated. And that evolved into irregular heartbeat. It evolved into shortness of breath, chest tightness, and so much fatigue, so much fatigue. And then tinnitus and lack of appetite. And I, I didn't recover immediately. I'm still recovering, but I'm doing much better today than I was doing in the beginning of 2022. And now we're a couple months in and I'm eating. I have a sense of hunger. I just got my appetite back. It's, it was so weird. I didn't lose my sense of taste or smell, but I lost my appetite. Like my body couldn't register hunger or thirst. I would see food and I'd have no, like no feeling about it. Oh, I'm hungry. I should eat. Like it, that totally turned off. I'm still dealing with tinnitus ringing in my ears, which increases when I'm stressed or I overexert myself. Like maybe I take a walk or I stand up for too long. I still have some fatigue, but I'm grateful that's going away as I get more sleep because I had insomnia for weeks. And you can't sleep with tinnitus either. It's just so hard. (laughs) And I lost 30 pounds. This is not how I wanted to lose weight. Wow. I used to be a thick little thing that, you know, I was trying to shake it with Meg on the stage. Right. Now I barely, barely got something to shake now. She's going to have to pad you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to have to put some pads in your shorts. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I love my body and whether I'm sick or healthy, like I just have to keep reminding myself. Yes. This is my vessel. I'm on a journey with my vessel. And in terms of beauty, I finally worked up the strength to do my full face routine three days in a row this week, Wow! which I haven't been able to do since I got COVID at the end of last year. So I'm very excited. I had a lot of acne, a lot of breakouts. I had a really bad patch here. It's all gone now. I'm good. And I actually was using Olay. Olay products help clear my skin up and I gave some to my mom and it helped clear her skin up too. Wow. Um, So I'm super super excited about that. Well, I really am grateful for you to sh- that you're sharing this because I just get so frustrated <clears throat> with the conversation going on right now. No one discusses long COVID. No one ever says, 
everyone's like, oh, it's fine. We'll get a flu and we'll move on with our lives. But that's not necessarily how it works. So that's why I'm very grateful that you brought this up because it's something I want everybody to really know more about. Yeah, I and I'm super passionate about this now. Like COVID is not, it's not a flu. It's not a cold. It's SARS. It's SARS-CoV-2. Like, yeah. It is, it's a serious virus and we are still learning about it. We don't know what the long-term impacts are of this virus. We know what the long-term impacts are of a common cold or like a regular seasonal flu. We don't know what COVID, you know, having COVID is going to do to us in the long run. And when it comes to long COVID, people, like you said, are thinking, okay, got COVID, it's going to be, it's going to be inconvenient, but I'm going to, it's going to take me maybe a week or so pop back up, get back to my regular life. There are people who are still sick from 2020, like yeah. early 2020, who have been bedbound, housebound with so many like different things, neurological issues, digestive issues, blood issues, mm-hmm. Cardio, um, cardiovascular, cardiovascular issues. vision problems, hearing problems, like COVID skin problems. COVID impacts every single system, it seems like in our bodies and we still are trying to figure out why and what's happening. And now we have, and it's not just people from the initial wave, people are getting long COVID consistently. Now there are like little long COVID clinics popping up all over the country where people are getting focused treatment, but still we don't have answers. We don't have cures for this. There's no magical pill that you could take and everybody's better. Like I'm still not, it'll be 11 weeks, I think this week, And I'm still not at 100%. Like I stood up and was on the phone while making lunch. And that was for 40 minutes talking and standing up. I was winded. I had to lay down for two hours after that. And that's not normal for me. You know, I'm all over. You're a busy woman trying to get shit done out there. And this is truly affecting you. And people have it worse. I'm out on disability (laughs) from my, my regular job. And so are many other people like this is a mass disabling event that's going to seriously impact our world. And I just like you, I want more people to know about this so that they can better protect themselves. They can have this in the back of their mind when they're thinking, oh, I should go this place without a mask on or I don't need to social distance. Everybody's at risk for long COVID, even kids. Kids are getting this. Yeah. All right. You heard it here. I'm grateful that you shared that with us, Raven. Thank you. You stay safe. And I'm sorry that you said your your partner is yeah. struggling with tinnitus. I'm so sorry. Since March of 2020. So it started and then has not gone away. And I'm so he's sorry. He's seen every specialist. Like it's been a whole thing. And then my heart goes out to everyone feeling the long-term effects, the the fatigue, the brain fog, the insomnia it's just really really fucked up and that's why i wanted you to bring this up so thank Thank you you. she's an open book honey i have a little friend here who's cheering me (laughs) my baby we're talking about the dog in a minute well i have two more questions for you first so you you briefly mentioned some of your products but this is natch butte I would love if you have any favorite products. I'm talking hair, skin, body, yada, yada, anything like that. Any parts of your routine that you're really feeling these days that you could shout out to everybody? I recently 
have fallen in love with a good mask. Mm -hmm. Like just something, it's low effort. You just lather it on your face. I like some of the ones that might have like cooling elements, Mm -hmm. like aloe, aloe vera in it. I really like, but just something that can help you relax and you can wipe it off and then do your regular skin routine, but then there's an extra moisture underneath. It feels so good. And then I also just discovered Olay has a body conditioner mm. that, yeah, and, and you use it in the shower and it kind of feels like you're putting on lotion in the shower. You step out of the shower and you feel like you already have lotion on, but it's just that your skin is conditioned. It feels so good. I think taking care of that body, yada, yada skin is so important. And I feel sometimes I neglect it. And then I look down and I see the crustiest arm. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I focus on neck up on attribute, but sometimes you really need to nourish the body. The bot, like you were saying yeah. earlier, our bodies take care of us and they we do. need to take care of them and be grateful for them. Yeah, absolutely. Don't look at my feet though. Oh, no, no, no. Don't look at my feet. That has taken a nosedive, the the feet for me, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's my knees. I can't bend. (laughs) You and I, uh, when you get back, we're getting pedicures, okay? We're going to go get some pedicures, and we're going to tip well, because they're going to earn the money with what I got going on. Perfect. I've gotten at the... (laughs) In the pedicure chair. I've I've been embarrassed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I always try to do like a preemptive before because I'm like, this is dire. This is a lot. Okay, let's talk about the dog. You got a little sweet baby. Now, is he a poodle? He is a poodle. He is a toy poodle. Oh, I want that. You do. I want the littlest poodle ever. How? So his name is Carbon carbon bond baxter yes so tell us how you came up with the name and what when did you decide to get a baby this is a big step in a, in a person's life it is it is a big step um i'm not gonna lie it was sort of like an impulse decision mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i was not feeling well and i really just wanted um someone to grow with i feel mm-hmm. like my long COVID journey has been like a rebirth where I had to do a total reset of my life. I literally like a couple of weeks after I got on the Forbes 30 under 30 list, I was like, what's next for Raven? Boom, got COVID. And then had I'm having like a super slow recovery relative to my um, peers. And so I was like, what if I got a dog? And it was actually my mom's idea. She's like, yeah. what if you got a dog? I'm like, yeah. And what I found was Carbon, my puppy, we're just growing together. Baby. We're growing together. He's learning about his body and his world. And I'm relearning my body and my world. And I named him Carbon because Carbon in science is black. Like mm-hmm. it's represented as black. Anytime you like burn food and it turns black, that's like carbon. Oh, so my toast that I put in the air fryer for too long this morning was carbon. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at you're looking at the black carbon. But yeah, um carbon bond, carbon bond baxter, like molecule carbon is in elements, atoms of carbon form bonds, and those are like the basic bonds of 
of of biology. So yeah, Carmen Von Baxter. Carmen Hello, Von Baxter. you have who is so, your friend? Okay, so I I just I'm older than you. And when I was 25, so just a little bit younger than you are now, I found this dog in a park in a box. Now oh. a woman a woman was giving them away, but well. I was in a similar spot in my life from you. I was like, I'm 25 and I'm ready for my baby. I'm ready for my friend. And so Chooch yeah. and I, this is Chooch. In a few days, we're going to celebrate 12 years together. Oh my God. I got her February 26, 2010. So you're looking at Carbon's future right here. Oh. So that's why I was so excited for you because you, I understand where you are right now with your little baby. And I want you to just savor every minute of it because it's such a special relationship having a dog and getting to raise it from a puppy. It's just so special. Yes. Oh, your this dog is, my is so angel. precious. This is my little angel. And she's part oh. poodle. She's part poodle. Yeah. She has a is short this a- hair. Chihuahua poodle? She's, so people always think she's a chihuahua. She has a really short haircut right now, but she's actually mostly Maltese. She's a Maltese poodle Pekingese Cocker Spaniel mix. Whoa. Did you do a DNA test? Yeah, we did uh, Embark DNA, which is highly recommended. We found one of her cousins and we met up with them in a park. So it's basically like a 23andMe. Look, they put the hydrangea on Chooch's head. (laughs) Come oh on, do carbon. Come on, carbon. Get those. Get that filter going. My next dog is oh, going. Oh, it's on its nostrils. There they are. Oh, they that got counts. the filter. Yeah, mommy loves you. My next dog is going to be a poodle. It's like official. It's happening. You gonna so, get the standard poodle or you want the toy well, poodle? I want they, this. They come in three. I know. I want the tiniest poodle in the whole wow. world. <laughs> I love Whoa. little dogs. I'm like a little dog lady. But I'm just so excited for you. So I'm so happy that you and Carbon have each other. My last question, Raven, I ask every guest about their self-care rituals. The things that you do every day that make Raven, Raven. And specifically, I wanted to ask you about crocheting. Because I noticed on Twitter, you just recently crocheted a top. And I thought, is crocheting a self-care ritual? Because it seems very therapeutic and very methodical and maybe relaxing. I definitely think that crochet has become a part of my self-care routine mainly because you're creating something Mm -hmm. it's from your hands it's from you I don't use patterns so whatever's in my head becomes this thing and I am so grateful because some of my followers I call them like friends now Mm -hmm. from online who have been with me on this journey throughout science and etc all my personal things they made a crochet group for me. To, yeah, they made a crochet group for me and invited like other people who are in my little science community. And so we get together twice a week, actually. We'll be getting together tonight. And there's about a dozen of us and we just crochet together and we talk about life. And um, they mainly did it to support me through healing through long COVID. Mm-hmm. But it's not about me. It's about everybody and us all creating things together and sharing our time and our lives. And it's just become a support group slash crochet circle. And it's definitely been a part of my self-care and healing process. And I think even beyond, hopefully I'll make a full recovery. 
I'm still going to be in a crochet group because I just think it seems like a granny thing to do, but I don't care. It's a really cool intimate hey, setting to get to know people. Grannies are onto something, though. Yeah. yeah. I also think that we're on our phones so much that keeping your hands busy with something else is a good training for your brain. That's why I like to cook because when I'm cooking, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not texting. And so similar kind of thing. Tactile. Isn't that the word? Yeah, exactly. That's spiritual. I want to learn how to crochet. It's easy. Well, maybe I'll join the circle. Maybe that's what I'm fishing for, Raven. Maybe I'm fishing for an invite. We've taught people how to crochet. So if you want to come, we'll send the invite. Okay. I'll I'll have someone send the invite. Okay. Listen, I'll get some yarn. I'll get moving. It's addictive because you can go, there's yarn stores. Well, I have a baby in me. I have three and a half months. I can make hats. I can make little booties. I need to make a whole look. Yeah. I made a matching, I made a crop top and then I made a matching crop top for the dog. Oh, cute. There's more to come because once you do one, you can't stop. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I'm here for that. Raven, I'm going to let you go. Please tell us where we can find you on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere else. Because we all want to know now. We're all going to need to see what you're up to. My latest flex is to say, ask Siri. (laughs) Okay, yes. (laughs) Honey, she's, she's in the system. I'm joking. But I'm on social media on Instagram at Raven, the science maven. On Twitter at Raven, Sci Maven. I'm on TikTok at Science Maven. You can find me on YouTube. Just look for my name. And what else do the kids do these days? I think I got pretty much yeah, everything. Yeah, you did. I'm going to follow you Facebook. on TikTok. Facebook. Oh, I have, a, I have a blog on Facebook. So make sure you check that out. I'm with Facebook Bulletin and I talk about science and the culture. So yeah. There you go. She's everywhere you want to be. Yeah. Pretty much. Including on this podcast. That's right, (laughs) Natribute, baby. Thank you so much, Raven. This was so fun. I had so much fun too. You're the best. We have to every time every time I do a podcast interview, I'm like, this is the best one I've ever done. Everyone like (laughs) you all just keep one upping each other. Well, guess what? Get ready for the decline after this, okay? No one's (laughs) topping this, hon. It's done. We have to get carbon and chooch together, even though there is an extreme age gap. (laughs) <laughs> we will make it happen because I, it keeps her young Yeah, to be around the youth of America. So I will be bugging you about that. Thank you, Raven. Thank you for thank all you, the work Jackie. that you do. And everybody, thank you for listening. You deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And don't forget to cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. Miss Raven, do you cream your neck? I'm ashamed to say I do not. Well, but you're going to now. Now I know. I have and- learned. And Olay makes a lot of great décolleté creams. So there's no excuse. No, it's not the word, Raven. Whatever the word is. I don't know. I don't know words. Whatever the word is, you're going to cream up and it's going to be fabulous.